0: Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight, tension grows, the whistle blows and the puck goes down the
1: ice, the goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane, someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Hey, doing boys, welcome back to Two Pins in a Pod, I'm your host Corrado.
0: I'm your other host Alex.
1: And we have some news to talk about today. A little bit of news, finally. Um, We have some... uh, The return to play. We got phase three and uh, phase four pretty much set in stone. We also have some CBA extension to talk about. Also, we have Hub Cities. Confirmed Hub Cities. Let's get it started.
0: So we're going to start off with the Hub Cities. On the last episode, we were talking about... Maybe the episode before the last one. not too sure. We said how... It looked like all the U.S. cities were kind of just dropping out of the race and we expected Canada to get both uh, hub cities and we were correct. Toronto and Edmonton are the two hub cities. They haven't confirmed if the Eastern Conference team will play in Toronto or Edmonton, at least not to my knowledge. Um, it seems like from what I've heard from a couple different sources, it's going to happen in Toronto now. It's not confirmed like the Eastern Conference, excuse me, it looks like the Eastern Conference teams will be staying in Toronto. Not confirmed, but don't be surprised if that's the case. That's what I've heard from a couple people. Um, it also looks like the conference finals and the Stanley Cup finals are going to take place, obviously, in one place. And that most likely will be Edmonton. <clears throat>
1: uh, I mean, yeah, it's just its the, you know, they were looking for a arena next close to hotels. So both of those cities actually match that description very well. Not only that, mm-hmm. but a training facility in the, in the
0: close vicinity too. So in Toronto, they have exhibition place which is where the Coca-Cola Coliseum is, which is where the Marlies play. And right next to it is BMO field where Toronto FC plays. And I believe there's a hotel there. So it looks like it's a possibility that the players would be staying around there. It makes a lot of sense. The Marleys arenas, NHL size ice, um, more than enough locker rooms. Oh yeah. It's close to hotels. Then you would also have obviously Scotiabank arenas where they're going to be playing the games. And then, you also have MasterCard Memorial Center, which has about four sheets of ice, including three size ice and an Olympic-sized ice in Etobicoke, which might be 20 minutes away. So mm-hmm. Toronto definitely makes sense in terms of enough rinks, enough hotels, and just all in the same vicinity. It might take not a lot of traffic in Toronto. It might take 10 minutes for the bus to get to Scotiabank from wherever they're staying.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well,
0: now. Now at yes.
1: least. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say. Um, yeah so and then edmonton it was um it looked it was looking like it was going to be vegas and then vancouver for a while but then they both dropped out uh edmonton kind of just came in out of nowhere and then like a few days later it was confirmed so
0: well it kind of makes sense with edmonton though um alberta you know it's not really a hotbed in terms of cases i believe for covid brand new arena i don't know exactly where the arena is but i'm pretty sure it's downtown edmonton because it would yeah, have to be near it's be, hotels it's be
1: close to a couple hotels
0: and that also means there must be a training facility close by so it looks like from what i've heard on twitter at least they're leaning towards edmonton for the cup final and mm-hmm. funny ryan kessler i don't he's definitely not in the playoffs right now i don't know if he still plays but he, he might be on anaheim he said no, he's every...
1: his con he's contracted with anaheim but he, i'm pretty sure his career is done
0: yeah, he, he basically tweeted, he's like, every player is praying to play in Toronto and not Edmonton because they don't want to be stuck in Edmonton for four months or something along those lines, is what he was trying to allude to. Does Kessler have a cup? Kessler does not have a cup because Brad Marchand took the cup from him. That's right. And the Longo and the Sedins. Oh, Brad Marchand Brad, took cups kidding. from everyone. Brad
1: Marchand's a beauty.
0: So go ahead and touch on the Eastern Conference and Western Conference and how the players can't be staying with their families for the first few rounds.
1: Yeah, so we have the whole um the whole thing here, the whole return to play plan rather, the all the rules and regulations that the league is putting in. Yeah, so first and foremost, every person inside the bubble will be tested daily. That was that was a given. Everyone kind of knew that was going to happen. The teams will be allowed to bring no more than 31 players, 52 total team representatives into the bubble. Each team's list must be submitted by the 13th of July, which is also when training camp starts. Yeah, I think right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. July 13th. Uh, players will be lodged in separate hotel rooms with one team per floor. Players will not be allowed in one another's rooms. However, use of the hot tub fitness centers and meeting rooms will not be off limits. So families of the players will be allowed to enter the bubble for the conference and Stanley cup finals only. So for the first two rounds, uh, they'll have to stay home. Players would only be allowed to exit the bubble for the birth of a child or death of a family member. Mandatory quarantine will follow. Grocery and delivery and deliveries will be provided to family of the players while away. Uh, that That's huge to me. The fact that, like, the NHL is going to go ahead and do that. You know, it just makes sense, right? Players will be required to wear masks at all times when outside of their individual rooms. Masks are not required when playing on ice, training off the ice, or eating and drinking. Coaches will not be required to wear masks either, uh, either uh, while they're behind the bench. Player bench areas will be cleaned between periods. But to me, I don't get that. Like, why? Because <laughs> if the players yeah. are, you know, it's the same guys going in and out. It's, so after games, it makes sense. But I don't know in between periods.
0: You know, if the NHL wants to do that, let them do that.
1: <laughs> I guess. At any point during the return to play, the NHL and NHLPA can call off the game, series, or the entire postseason due to the threat of the health and safety. Players who violate these rules will be subject to severe penalty and removed from the bubble. Players can opt out of the return to play by July 13th.
0: So basically, they have exactly one week from the day we're recording this to say if they're not going to go. Yeah. I think uh, Carey Price is one of the players that was kind of debating it because he has a child on the way. And he even he went and he skated, I think it was either today or yesterday for the first time with the Habs during right, phase two. In the NBA, there's been at least 10 players, I believe, that's opted out, including Victor Oladipo, who is the star player of the Indiana Pacers, whose team is pretty much a deadlock for the playoffs. He had an injury before the season was over. He played on that injury because he healed, kind of like how Morgan Riley played a couple games before yeah. the season canceled.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Victor Oladipo's in a contract year. Yeah, He doesn't want to tear his, tear that um whatever injury he had again. so he's like it's not worth it so he's even though he's going to the bubble he's not going to be participating the nhl i don't know how many players would actually do uh, that
1: was it donovan mitchell on the jazz that got it from rudy gobert because Rudy Um, Gobert
0: uh, allegedly yeah
1: yeah and then uh i heard that their relationship was like pretty bad after that even though both of them uh you know even though both of them recovered from it the relationship was kind of strained i wonder wonder how that's going to work between the two of them. and Well, the they app. came
0: – I saw a quote on The Athletic, I believe, where they're like, it's it's time to just play basketball now from those two. That's, I think, what Mitchell said. Okay. But the reason why not only Donovan Mitchell was upset but many players on the Jazz was upset is because Rudy Gobert was kind of – as you saw, the day before he got – like, the day before it was confirmed he had COVID, he was kind of going on in the press conference, like touching all the mics, like making a yeah, joke out of it. Okay. And apparently he was doing the same thing in the locker room, like touching guys, like getting really close. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why the situation, like if I believe if Freddie got COVID and Matthews got COVID, I don't think Freddie would be too hard on Matthews unless he was. No, yeah, no, no, no,
1: for sure. It's just, it's just the way he went about it, you know, pretending like it wasn't that big of a deal.
0: It's interesting to see that there's only, so it's also part of that plan that um, Corrado is reading July 26th is when players will be traveling to the Hub Cities. August 1st, which is a week after, is when the first qualifying round game starts. No schedule out yet. So that means there's only seven days between the time they arrive to Toronto and Edmonton and the time the games play. Now, mm-hmm. it looks like they're testing the players before they get on the plane. I read that somewhere. Yeah.
1: Well, there's going to be, the, like I like said on the on the you know, on the regulations, there's going to be testing going on all day, every day, pretty much. Right? That's a lot
0: of tests the NHL is going to be administering because each team's going to have 52 people. And you're doing it every day? So that's, um, there's 24 teams. That's over 2,000 tests a day, unless my math is, like, completely off.
1: <laughs>
0: I believe. I heard on Pat McAfee's show it's 2,000 a day. I'm going to say it's around that ballpark. Um, A big thing, each team must have a social media coordinator or some sort of personality along those lines going into them with the ball bu- into the bubble with them so that means not a journalist per se but like an instagram guy or twitter guy or like, yeah, kind of like a social like or a video guy that's basically what it said um, unlimited goalies and one other thing the only players that are allowed to play are guys that were eligible to play in the 2019 2020 season that's what it said okay so i'm still not sure would, if guys would that, like would, that
1: include, would that include a guy like nick robertson
0: So Nick Robertson is eligible to play because he was on the Leafs roster before anything happened. Now, the thing that we were talking about with Romanov is, I found this interesting. I was reading an article from Habs' Eyes on the Prize, which is a really good um, column out in Montreal. They were saying Alex Romanov was on reserve list before he signed his contract. He signed the contract because his contract in the KHL didn't get terminated, but it kind of expired since the season was canceled. But last year in the playoffs, there's a guy in Columbus named Gavrinov. I think his contract got terminated and he signed mid first round and then played in the series for Columbus or played in the playoffs. So Montreal's trying to argue the fact that Romanov was on the reserve list. His contract didn't get terminated, but it technically expired. He signed before the playoffs has started, where Gavrinov was also on the reserve list and he signed during the playoffs. So it's going to yeah. be interesting to see where the NHL goes on that, I don't know if it's confirmed that Romanov can't play.
1: Mm.
0: And that, that would be huge because then Caprasov can sign too for Minnesota.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's, um, yeah, there's, a, there's a bunch of players like that though for like a Den- bunch of other
0: teams. Denisenko.
1: Yeah. Like, and th- those, are, those are some players that could actually like, I don't know about change a series, but they can win them a game.
0: I mean, I don't that think would- Lettinen could play because he, was he wasn't on the reserve list for the Leafs.
1: And he also signed, a- he signed after everything shut down. So I don't See, think like,
0: well, like, the thing is, if he was on the reserve list, he would be able to in a normal circumstance. Because mm-hmm. Gavrinov was, like, property of Columbus before, where okay. Letton was just a free agent. So, like, you understand kind of, like, the difference? Yeah. That they're, like, Letton's 100% not able to play.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Which sucks for the Leafs, but they also weren't going to have him anyways. Yeah, that's true.
1: They weren't going to have him anyway. Um, yeah, that pretty much covers, like... More of the like breaking news that went on.
0: There was also the NHL, PA, and NHL agreed to a four-year CBA extension.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, well, I meant as far as the in terms uh, of the
0: playoffs. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge in my opinion. That's um, CBA extension. Uh, is it? Do you know how long it's extended until? Is it? It's gonna three, be
0: four. So it 2026 because the current CBA was gonna expire 2022. With the extension, September 15, 2026. So they just extended this one. In the extended agreement, they will have international calendar and events, including the NHL All-Star Game, NHL Winter Classic, and Stadium Series. I believe that we're going to the Olympics. I don't know if it's been completely confirmed yet, but it looks like the next two Olympic games are a shoe-in.
1: It's looking pretty good that we're going to get the Olympics, which finally means we're
0: going
1: to get a team with McDavid and Crosby on it. We're also going to get a team with Matthews and Kane on it.
0: So think about this. TSN had a little thing going on. TSN (laughs) said, would Crosby make the Olympic team in 2026? Like, yeah, he would, but he'd be a fourth liner. But they were saying, in 2022, imagine a line of McKinnon and McDavid. Just the pure speed on that.
1: Does Lafreniere make the Olympic team in
0: 2022? So TSN did not have Lafreniere on their list. The same way that Sidney Crosby didn't make Team Canada in 2006, but he he only was was in the league for a year.
1: But he was a rookie in 06, wasn't he?
0: Was he a rookie or was that his second year going to the league?
1: No, because he was drafted in 2006.
0: Yeah, okay. So, it was Steven Stamkos that had two years. So, he was in the Lafreniere situation where at 2010, Stammer did not make the team. Now, I don't remember if Stamkos was – no, I don't think Stamkos was injured. I don't think I don't think Stamkos was gonna make that team. Twenty fourteen, Stamkos was on the team. He got injured, and then C. Louis replaced him. Yeah, but I don't think Lafreniere makes that team unless he just absolutely goes out on a show the next two years.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, and then he
0: might bump a guy like Barzal off that team. TSN released their rosters, and they had Huberto and Scheifele as the extras. And I was looking at the lines. I'm like. Huberto has 239 points over the last three years. In the last two, Barzal has a... Yeah. Huberto, would, Huberto would be on one of those top lines before Barzal. Easy. And as we've seen with Team Canada, they normally take guys that are, like, proven on those lines. Like, Joe Thornton was playing in the World Cup.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it just, it just goes to show how underrated and also how underlooked a team like Florida is in the NHL.
0: Oh, for sure. You got a couple Olympians, like... They didn't take Ekblad on that list, but they put Drew Doughty. I am yeah, willing to uh, bet that Drew Doughty mm-hmm. does not get a better look than Aaron Ekblad on that team, especially 100%. since analysts are saying Ekblad looks like he's panning out to be what he was drafted to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: yeah. I'm going um, to tell you guys to watch Florida this, pre- this, this qualifying round because I think they're going to beat New York. Ooh. Because Barzal is the best player on the Islanders. Huberto has double the amount of points he has basically last year. Huberto yeah. 10th in the league in scoring.
1: That's in points, right, Gene? In points, Barzal was forty-eight. Since we're on the topic, a few episodes ago, I went on a hot take and said Lafreniere would be the best player in twenty twenty-five. I'm going to eat my words and I take it back <laughs> because um I uh I was I was watching a little bit of highlights because you know from Toronto I don't uh, I don't typically watch Edmonton Oilers highlights, but McDavid. I figured you know, why not? I I decided to watch some McDavid highlights and I'm like. This guy's insane. Like, well, guy, what was I
0: thinking? That guy's the best player I've ever seen, and I've been watching Sidney Crosby for the past ten yeah. years. So what's like funny
1: that. is um, I I, I dusted off uh, an old video game. Uh, I dusted off NHL fourteen. Oh, yeah. Which is which is the best NHL game in my opinion.
0: <laughs> and the game was on the Erie Otters, fifty-seven overall.
1: Then yeah, he was he was fifty-seven overall
0: at fifteen, Jeez.
1: and I don't know if I don't know if you remember, but in the old um. In the old NHL games, you could choose, like, be an NHL pro or be a CHL pro. But mm-hmm. so I'm playing through his career, and, like, I'm in his last year with the Yachters. And, dude, I have, like, 180 points in, like, 60 games just because of how good he is. And I'm playing it on the hardest difficulty, and I'm simulating, like, half the games.
0: I packed his like- team of the year 89 overall card and in 14 because he was in the game in NHL 6 – was it NHL – he got drafted 2015, right? Yeah. So he was in um, NHL – Sixteen, yeah, yeah. So Mm -hmm. he was. I think in fifteen, I might have packed that team of the year card. That guy was insane. Insane. Yeah, I'm also gonna eat my words a bit. If I had the third and the fifth pick, I might. If I had the the first pick, now the team that has the first pick will not trade Lafreniere because they're gonna be a playoff team already. Hmm. But say I was Edmonton or LA or something because Detroit, 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 not Edmonton. Excuse me. I meant Ottawa. But Detroit. It was a rumor that Steve Eiserman might not have taken Lafreniere at number one. What? There's been lots of people saying that he was leaning towards Tim Stutzle. Now, <laughs> imagine Detroit at the first pick. There's a very good chance he would have called Ottawa, say they had three and four, three and five, something along those lines. He's like, hey, I'll give you number one. You give me three and four so I can get Stutzler and Drysdale. Interesting. Because um, if Eiserman wanted him, anyways, allegedly,
1: why? Um, but why would you? Why would he not want Lafreniere? I'm, I'm, I i do not get it.
0: I, this is all speculation and rumors, but I don't know. Steve Eis, Iser, Steve Eiserman's a hockey guy. I'm not gonna go against him. He knows more than hockey than I ever will. Absolutely. But he might, he might have just liked the way that Tim shoots the plays. And I, I'm doing a little article, so I've been watching all these players' tapes. And I watch Stutzler and I'm like, this guy is the. He looks like a German Patrick Kane the way he plays. Five, he's 5'9, five I think. Maybe 5'10 at most. He's a smaller guy. But his hands and the playmaking ability that Stutzler has, he could be the best player in this draft if he pans out correctly. 17 years old playing in Whoa. the German league. I still think Lafreniere will be better. But he, I think he's the, be- he's the second best player in the draft. Even though I have him going three. Interesting how it is. Byfield will go to L.A. I don't think they're going to take Stutzla. What position is Byfield? So, Stutzla and Byfield are technically both centers, but Byfield is like a true center where Stutzla is a winger-center hybrid. So, they were playing him on the wing in the German league, but he could also play center.
1: It could be a Mitch Marner situation where he played center in juniors, and then he came to the Leafs, and then they put him on the wing.
0: Well, I think Lafreniere started off as a center, and then they just put him on the wing.
1: Yeah. Well, because Lafreniere is looking like a pure goal scorer rather than, uh, you know, like a two-way player.
0: He's looking like a point getter because he his wow. first year in the OHL at 16, he just kept scoring, and then he realized, well, I could score, I or yeah. I can just start feeding guys the puck, and then what? Well, he has an insane amount of assists the next two years. Cool. His play type is very similar to McDavid in a sense because McDavid could put up 60 goals if he wanted to. Like that's how good he is. If McDavid wanted to get the Rocket every year, he would compete with Ovechkin if he wanted to. But McDavid's like, I can take three guys on a three on one and then have Drysaitel or well, not Drysaitel on the power play, or like Zach Cassian in front of the net or Nugent-Hopkins, yeah. feed someone the puck and get up one hundred and ten points without even trying.
1: Yeah. So in his first year, uh, Lafreniere had forty-two goals in sixty games.
0: Yeah. As a 16-year-old.
1: But then he had 37 and 61 and then 35 and 52.
0: But then look at the assists those last two years. Yeah,
1: and then points. So in his first year, 80 and 60, 105 and 61, and then 112 and 52.
0: 112 in a shortened year on top of him going to the World Juniors. Oh, yeah. And he went to the World Juniors the year before. So those are two shortened seasons for him. Oh, yeah. The amount of damage this guy's done. Very similar to another French guy, uh, French Canadian. He kind of plays like Jonathan Huberto in a sense. Interesting. He has a higher ceiling.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny playing, uh, like I said, playing NHL '14. Looking, at, looking at all these guys with such low potential. Like Barkov's like a, like a like a low um, uh, top six in the game, and Huberto's like a medium elite. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. Medium
0: elite. Yeah.
1: But then Drysital isn't even drafted yet, and he's like. A third round pick. It's Dude. just, it's really funny.
0: <laughs> I remember telling the story of how I really liked Marshawn in the World Juniors, when he like running muck against every team they were playing. I looked up where he was playing and he was in Providence at this point. Right? He was, he, sorry?
1: He played with Chris Latang in Juniors, didn't he?
0: Um, I, I don't know about where he played in Juniors. I know that in the AHL, he was in oh. Providence. Yeah. So he was in Providence in, like, NHL 12 or something. So I don't know if I made the Bruins as a career team or if I traded for him. But I basically brought Marshawn up and put him on my uh, NHL team back in when he was, like, a 60 right. or 70 overall. Yeah, I was smart. F- in 14, he's, like, an
1: 86.
0: See, I just don't understand. I feel like just watching the World Juniors, half these guys that are playing there are studs. And, like, they get drafted solo. low. Yeah. Like, I watched no, I Philip Kurashev, um... I, I and this guy was, like, a fourth-round pick. And then he got player that – he made the uh, World Junior All-Star team the next year. And I'm like, I would have taken him in the first round.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a – Connor Brown, biggest one. Captain of the Erie Otters that's at one point, and he ends up going in the seventh round. Last pick of the draft, I think, i if take, I'm not I wrong. think that's
0: a solid second-round pick.
1: I'm pretty sure. Let me just double-check. I, I, I think he was the very last pick in the draft.
0: Yeah, 156
1: overall. I think I think that's the last pick. That's crazy. And again, Captain of the Erie Otters. Well let me see his um let me see his uh stats in junior. Like 53 and 68, 69 and 63, 128 and 68. How does this guy go sixth round? Oh, okay, no, no. Well his third his year was
0: after his draft year.
1: Yeah, one twenty-eight was after his draft, but then sixty nine and sixty-three.
0: Yeah, but oh that's a jun- that's junior hockey. Like That is got, junior hockey, but is that You sense? got guys, you got guys that that's were putting up like person? I don't know, there was guys that were putting up like I can't remember who it was, if it was Jonathan Aang or Adam Masher or someone who was putting up like 100 point seasons back to back years and they were still not getting called up to the NHL.
1: He was also playing with McDavid, I think.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense a little bit.
1: Hey, you know what? He's going to
0: with who Ottawa?
1: You'll win a cup, I don't know with who, but like he's the type of player who's like that's a guy you want on your team in the playoffs. He's like as he's Zach Hyman, but not as Zach
0: Hyman. if that makes sense? Who's your dark horse to get second place in the 2020 Olympics? Because Canada's winning that gold. You have a team with McDavid, McKinnon.
1: Dark horse. Um, you know, t- team the USA obviously is. It's not considered a dark horse, but if I was gonna pick my final, it would be Canada USA. But if I had to pick a like a dark horse to make the final, I think a team like Sweden. With guys like Rasmus Dahlin and guys like uh, William Nylander who are just going to keep getting better and better until then. Would they even
0: be a dark horse?
1: Well, I'm saying now. Because right now, like, is, do you think Sweden would be, would be, even, would be there? With you, I think, with,
0: I think you know? Sweden was better than they were. In, I think Sweden now is better than they were in 2014 when they went to the gold medal game. Yeah.
1: Wait, was that the gold medal game?
0: Yeah. Nick Backstrom couldn't play because he took a Tylenol.
1: I thought it was Germany-Russia.
0: 2014, not 2018. Oh, that's right. Last time NHL players were there. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Just think about who would be on that team. Dahlin, Pedersen, Carlson would probably still make it. Victor Hedman. Nylander. Nylander. There's others. There you go. I don't know. Two guys that are in this draft. Are we going to do a
1: Swedish um, national team next? Is that that what we're doing? I don't know.
0: Lucas Raymond and um, Alexander Holtz are going to be probably top. Twelve picks this year in the draft, possibly both top ten. There's a chance they can make one of those two, or both of them could make that Swedish team. I don't know. With like guys like Louis Eriksson might not make it in 2022. There's Mika's Oh, I think Mika Zavidan makes that team too. Zavidan right? is a lock for that team.
1: Longfist might be too old. Do they got? Do they have a goalie back there?
0: That's a the thing. Who's the second best Swedish goalie?
1: Uh, you got uh, Oliver Ekman Lars- Yo, Oh, this- Markstrom.
0: Markstrom will be on that team. Jacob oh, that's Markstrom. right.
1: You got Ekman Larson and also Philip Forsberg. This That's a nice
0: team. Built. That's a nice team. I think the U.S. United? is better. but that's a Oh, nice John
1: Klinberg? Holy. The,
0: the defense on Sweden. Their defense already. is going to be stacked. Sweden's always had probably the best defense yeah, in the NHL. Sure.
1: Yeah, with guys like Cronwell back there to the past. Dude, they had
0: Nick Lidstrom. Like, jeez. Sweden's been lucky. Lidstrom, Zetterberg, Franzen. William Carlson you got there. Oscar Kleffbaum. That's a nice team. I would say my dark horse is Finland.
1: Ooh, Finland. We got
0: Aho, Tarvainen, Barkov, um, Miro Heiskanen, uh, Miko Rantanen, Patrick Lyonet. Like, the names just go on and on for the Finns.
1: And then in uh, between Ra- the five, you can't forget Tugarask.
0: Rask. Yeah, t- if Tugaras is still playing by then, he'll be the starter. But you got... Only two years from now. UC Soros isn't a bad shot. I think he's Finnish. He's probably better than Pekka by now. It's going to be interesting in that Olympics to watch teams that are...
1: Does Kasperi
0: Kapanen make that team? Oh, 100%. You think so, eh? You think he's going to get that much better? Dude, name name 12 other forwards... No, you're right. ...better than Kapanen. I can name probably like five on Finland. No chance Kapanen gets left off that team unless he falls off the face of the earth. It's going to be Um, interesting to watch teams like Germany and Switzerland who aren't normally competing for medals. I mean, Germany got the silver last year, but that was without NHL players. Yeah. Stutzla, um, Dreisaitl, Maurice Dreisaitl's Seider. Canadian. Well, Canadian. He'll be playing for Germany in 2022. And then Switzerland, Nico Hirschie, you know, Roman Yossi, Nino Niederreiter, guys like that. Like, it's going to be fun to watch the Olympics. Hockey in the Olympics automatically makes... NHL players in the Olympics automatically makes hockey the, the best Olympics. sport. It's yeah, sure. it's not fun watching like like yeah I'll still watch the Winter Olympics but it's not fun when I'm watching no offense to like any of the guys I'm about to say but like Maxime Lapierre and Derek Roy in their in their back end of their career they're playing in Europe now I don't want to watch them play against Kovalchuk and a stack Russian team
1: like Nikita Goose yeah Ugh. Russia wasn't even allowed to play in those
0: Olympics. It was the Olympic yeah, but, athletes. Russia. But it's that? funny. The, yeah, but then it's funny because then they get to field. Every time Russia plays under a different flag, they win.
1: Yeah.
0: Because after the Soviet Union disbanded, they went as the unified athletes of Russia or something along those lines, and they won, 92. Obviously, it's when they don't have NHL players, though. Well, Russia would be a dark horse in my eyes because I think this would be the best Russian team.
1: The one that we have coming up in
0: 2022.
1: Oh, Kaprasov.
0: Malkin, Panarin, and Aaron Kucherov. That's a team oh, that's gonna win a medal. Geez. Canada's still getting gold, though.
1: It's gonna be close. There's like four, those are the four teams. It's it would be Canada, Russia, USA, Sweden. And Dude, I Finland. don't.
0: I might have Finland better than Sweden. I don't know. Oh, I don't know about that. See how you have to see how the forward group is is definitely better on Finland.
1: But the D on Sweden is just like
0: insane. Sweden's D is, is off the charts. I think Canada has the best goaltending. Um, That'd be our, ne- that be our
1: next thing. We make the um, Finland and Sweden teams.
0: Why don't we just be taking the best players? Like, We'll just take My every NHL player. It's interesting to see that Team Canada really had Drew Doughty. I mean, TSN had Drew Dowdy making that team. I know. They had Drew Doughty. Yo,
1: do you want to go over it all? We can critique it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I so I, have the, I have the list right here.
1: Oh, I still have mine that, that I made in like our second. Episode.
0: So I, was about to scream. I would definitely make a couple changes from the last time I made my team. On the defense, I would keep Makar. I would keep Morgan Riley. I would keep Ekblad. I'm still going to keep Weber. And I think Suban is going to have a bounce back here. And I'll keep Petroangelo. I'm getting rid of Burns. I'm putting in Thomas Chabot. Okay, Chabot. Chabot is French. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to get rid of Drew Doughty for sure. And I'm either gonna put in Dougie Hamilton or Josh Morrissey. Ooh, okay. Team Canada has Morrissey as an extra, and Shea Theodore making the team. I'm gonna go and say I might put Josh Morrissey up.
1: So what was their list? I know it was uh, Bergeron, Crosby, Marchand.
0: So that's the if that can't be a line because that would be you. You're going the only way Bergeron makes this team is if he's playing if center. It's not And he's not playing wing. The only reason Bergeron was playing on the 2014 Olympic team is for his his face-offs. Because if you watch the Olympics, they would bring Bergeron on for a face-off and then take him off the ice.
1: But did you not... Yeah, okay, but more look at more recent, the World Cup. Did you not see how dominant that line was?
0: 2022, Patrice Bergeron is not playing first-line winger for Team Canada. I don't know. There's no chance. I'm sorry. You don't have, you're not going to put Bergeron on the line playing wing. Especially when you have Ryan you have Ryan O'Reilly playing fourth line center, TSN. Like I I'd rather have John Tavares on the first line wing over Patrice Bergeron they got starved on the fourth line. But
1: the thing is you get the chemistry with the three of them. They've played together.
0: Then put Bergeron at center, at least for the draw. And you
1: put Crosby at the wing, you put the arguably the best center in the world today at the wing.
0: The only reason Bergeron is going to be playing big-time minutes is for defensive face off and, like, special teams unit on, on this team. Because, look, huh? Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Mar- Matthew Barzal, I don't think Barzal makes no, that top Bar- 12.
1: God, Barzal's, that's, that's, I'd rather have Marner there. You kidding me? Well,
0: they have Marner on the third line with Stamkos and Point. I went out on a limb, and I said Point's better than Barzal, which I'm going to stick to my gut. Jonathan huberto <laughs> is better than Barzal, so I'm going to put Huberto on that line.
1: On the second line, but the triple M line—you got Marner, what is it, Marner, McDavid, and McKinnon? That's insane. That's like that's dumb.
0: <laughs> or or you um or you put them on the you put McDavid, Marner, Stamkos, and you have the three Toronto boys.
1: What where's McKinnon again, from again?
0: Pearl uh, Harbor. Pearl, Har- Pearl Harbor. Uh, I think you got to keep McKinnon and McDavid on the same line. That's just going to be gross.
1: Yeah, I know for sure.
0: Tavares, O'Reilly, Stone is a very nice line. I that, like that yeah, line for sure. Um, I don't think Mark Scheifele is going to be an extra. I think Mark Scheifele would make that top twelve. I had him on the fourth line with Barzal. Claude Giroux did not make this team.
1: Yeah, no, stupid, ridiculous. Claude Giroux is the most underrated player of the decade.
0: So yeah, um, I did not have I did not have O'Reilly making my team. I had Giroux, and other than that, I had the exact same team that um, TSN made for the forward lines. For the goalies, Price, Binnington, Hart. I think that's yeah. Much that's a given. They got Price starting. I, I respect that.
1: They, do they have Hart as a reserve? Yeah. Yeah, I makes Un- sense. Understa-
0: understandable. 20, 22 years old by then, 23 at most.
1: Carter Hart, at some point in his career, will be the best goalie in the league. I, I think, think by that, that
0: time, was, Carey Price is on the back end of his career. I think Jordan Binnington...
1: It's going to be Bennington and Hart for the next uh, foreseeable
0: future. For well, the slow the um, roll there. You got Spencer Knight coming, and then you have the guy that's projected to go top 10 from Russia... You have potentially the best goalie prospect in years. Yaroslav Askarov potentially could go top ten, the Russian goalie who just turned eighteen. <clears throat> he is the best goalie prospect since Flurry.
1: Do you remember Dustin Tikarsky? Tikarski. How he was like, supposed to be the next big thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, but Takarsky wasn't even a first round pick. Was he not? He, I, but was He no, the New- he he did he wasn't had a he good the world juniors? Yeah, but a lot of world junior goalies aren't expected to be the next big thing. Like, my gosh, he was a he was 122nd overall in 2008.
1: Montreal, right?
0: Tampa. Did
1: he not? Did he not like play for Montreal for a little bit?
0: He did. He nice. the year that Chris Kreider took Carey Price's best chances at a Cup from his draft and blew out his knees when Takarski oh. came in and stole games. Takarski took that Montreal team six games. In the Stanley and the Eastern Conference what Finals. Are, where is Dustin Tokarski right now? Uh, he's playing for the WBS Penguins, in the AHL.
1: Is he putting up good numbers or what? Is he just? Is he just like a? Is he a career a- AHLer at this point?
0: By now, I think he's sticking. Yeah, he hasn't been in the NHL since he hasn't really ever played consistent games in the NHL. The one year that he played more, the most games he's ever played in the NHL was 17, and it was that year he went to the Stanley Cup. Eastern Commerce Finals. He's a career AHLer. He played yeah. one game in 2016 in the NHL. One played six the year before. He did, He's barely. He's a backup in the AHL. He played 18 games this year. Seven the year before. Or 28 the year before.
1: Yeah, that's another name though, just floating around in NHL 14. I'm like, I, I, I remember that guy.
0: So we're gonna talk a little bit about a couple guys that could be big names in this upcoming qualifying round slash playoffs. So you want to get started, well, who- Carrado?
1: Yeah, we'll do one for each team, I think.
0: Okay, fair enough. Let's start out west. Yeah,
1: I, I usually like starting off with the west. All right,
0: Calgary. For Calgary. Sean Monaghan. you going to go with? Sean Monaghan, wow.
1: Yeah, I think Sean Monaghan is going to be... uh, he, he You know, he's one of the more underrated players on that Calgary team because you got guys like Giordano, Kachuk, and Goudreau leading the way, but then he's just there. He's like a very solid power forward for the team. You know, that's kind of what you want. You kind of want that big body in the, in the playoffs because, you know, the... Rulebook kind of disappears for a little bit, so I think Sean. He's a great player,
0: yeah. By over. no, by no means is Sean Monahan a guy that should be overlooked. Like that's an NHL yeah. All-Star caliber player.
1: Yeah, this year in uh, seventy games, forty-eight points. You so know, it's kind of a slower I'm year, but if you look at I'm not his
0: expecting him to put up a hundred. You know, yeah, hockey's not sure. all about the numbers, and as you said, power forward. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Mark Giordano.
1: He had eight. But he had eighty-two and seventy-eight last year.
0: Yeah, he's a point per game that. player. He's a point per game player as a, as a two way center, kind of. Yeah. I don't really, I haven't watched a lot of his hockey, so I wouldn't know if i could call him a two way center, but he's a solid guy.
1: Yeah, you say Mark Giordano, the captain.
0: I could have went Gaudreau. I could have went Kitchuk, but as we saw in St. Louis with Petro you know, you win cups from the back end, you too. Need, so
1: you you need that veteran in there.
0: Yeah, and I think, just touching on the Leafs real quick, I think Jake Muzzin's the guy that's really going to help that Leafs team. Interesting. And I think. He's won cups so But yeah, Giordano, former Norris Trophy winner last season, captain of that team, veteran player. But Nuff and uh, Giordano were on the same teams one year in Calgary. Yeah. But no, you got to have that veteran guy. You know, he's going to hold the locker room tight.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, next, week, uh Winnipeg. Winnipeg, I have. Um, there's a few guys there also Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, uh, Nikolai Ehlers. But. Um, I think Patrick Lyon is going to step up big. I think we're going to see the Patrick Lyon we saw in the um, 2016 playoffs, I think it was. Yeah, it was his rookie year. I yeah, think, I remember um,
0: watching a clip. I think it was against Minnesota in the playoffs. He made, he made me win. Lyon scoring this crazy goal and during the whiteout made me root for Winnipeg in the West that year. Second overall pick, you know, did he put up 40 his rookie year? Let me see. I'm looking at his I know uh, him and Matthews had just crazy 64. rookie years. Wait scored, how many goals did he score his rookie year?
1: Sixty-four and seventy-three. Points? Yeah, he had a better season than Matthews. No, he didn't. No, I lied. No, he didn't. No, I didn't. No, he didn't. Matthew's Wait. also center. Point percentage. He had sixty four and seventy three. I think he might have had better point percentage than Matthews. He had thirty six goals though.
0: Almost hit forty. That guy's crazy.
1: Yeah. But then it's kind of—it's been rocky since. Well, it's, it's been—it's no, been a
0: little—it's been a little confusing time for Lyonet. He doesn't really like. You'll have a month all we'll, the time.
1: You'll have a month where he'll score eighteen goals in six games, and then you'll and then have about
0: twenty games with one goal. Like thirty,
1: like the yeah, thirty games with like three goals. It's it's strange.
0: I think I was talking to my friend Gavin, who's a, from Winnipeg, and Nikolai Ehlers really hasn't showed up in the playoffs very often. But I think if he can show up this postseason, it's going to be scary. I have, mm. I like the kind of player he is. I think he's underrated in terms of players on that Winnipeg team when you got Blake Wheeler, Kyle Connor, Mar- Mark Scheifele, Patrick Lyonet. I think either stepping up is going to be huge for Winnipeg and winning that qualifying round.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, we got Edmonton. McDavid could carry this team to a Stanley Cup by himself, I think.
0: And then you just throw Dry Saddle in the mix.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think if McD- I think if McDavid, we haven't seen a um, playoffs McDavid in four years, right? So you know been he's been that long. He's been getting better. He's been getting better. He's been getting bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, I think we're going to see a whole other animal in the playoffs. I'm talking like <clears throat> if he makes it to the cup final. I'm talking like 40, 50 points in the playoffs.
0: Okay, that's okay. a lot. That's a lot of. No,
1: points. think about it. He needs sixteen wins. You're not okay. gonna
0: sweep your way through.
1: Forty points. NHL,
0: what's the NHL playoff record?
1: Forty points has been done before. Why not fifty? I think Phil Kessel had forty points in the in the Pittsburgh runs. Phil Kessel had forty points in the Please in look, the, look
0: up like highest points ever in playoff series. Look up like the top five, because fifty is a lot of points. Cause like the most you can play is 33 games. Is it if really? You go to oh, seven okay. you go to okay. seven every round and then five in the qualifying round, thirty-three. So that means he's putting up like one point five points a game.
1: So Gretzky had forty seven and eighteen.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. There's no chance think <laughs> you- David puts up fifty.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, fifty might have been a lot, but forty—that's—I don't think 40 still a, a lot. I don't. Uh, Malkin at in twenty four at thirty
0: six. In in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Which might have been the greatest individual playoff campaign by anyone in NHL history. Malkin tearing it up. Of-
1: Kuznetsov had 34 in 2018, in 24 games.
0: So maybe if this was a normal time, I would say McDavid puts up 35 on a hot year because Kuznetsov was hot. Dude, so Gretzky is 46. Malkin, who had maybe the best playoff series anyone's ever seen, 36. And then Kuznetsov on that year where Washington was just hot, 34. No matter how good McDavid is, 35 points is a lot. That puts him third all time. I see him doing thirty-five. I really that, do. That puts him third all time in playoff no, points. I mean, no, he's number two.
1: It's it's forty-seven for Gretzky, forty-four Lemieux, forty-three Gretzky, forty Gretzky, thirty-eight Gretzky, thirty-seven Coffee, thirty-six Malkin. So, so Malkin
0: on. was the Malkin and Kuznetsov were the last two to do it in a modern era. So yeah, that's, how, slotting, that's why I said your name. He'd be slotting right between those two. Maybe in a regular situation where they're just coming off of a nice I mean, regular season,
1: Couture, thirty points and 24 in twenty four. It's playoff.
0: doable. It's doable. I think Drysidle might be the one that would get thirty five over McDavid. I don't know about that. Drysidle has been hot this year as well as McDavid. That's the
1: thing, though. We it, it, both of them have a whole other gear to give, but I think McDavid's next gear is going to be a lot higher than Drysidle. No before. question. You know what I
0: mean? It's doable. I think. They, I think one it's of those really two. That, if they go off? the, yeah. If they go the full length, if they go to the cup final, there's a good chance those two combine for like fifty fifty five.
1: I don't know about combine. I think that's twenty five each. There's a ch- there's a chance that both of them get thirty.
0: Yeah. So that would be that's like ten less than thirty each. Say one gets twenty, one gets twenty five. Jeez. Who do you got?
1: McDavid also
0: on Edmonton. Obviously, we know McDavid and Drysaddle can carry that team. I'm looking at the goalie.
1: Ooh, Mike
0: Smith. Is Smith the starter, or is it Koskinen?
1: I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not Koskinen.
0: I don't care who it is. I just you need that goalie to step up because McDavid and Drysaddle are gonna put up points for you. The back end's not the greatest, but it's 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 looking all right. Larson, as much as people hate that trade, Larson's still a solid D. Darnell Nurse looks like he solidified. Nurse well, was a forward. second overall pick. I didn't
1: even know that.
0: You know they brought in Mike Green. Yeah. I don't know if Bouchard's on the team right now, but Bouchard's a sick defense. I don't know if he's on the team though. It's interesting. Ethan
1: Bear is also a really underrated defenseman for that team. I think it's Ethan Bear.
0: I think you need the. I didn't think you need the defenseman, but definitely the goalie. Whoever's that starting goalie really needs to stand on his head. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you got who's the goalie in Chicago right now? I know Subban's a backup. Crawford. It's Crawford.
1: It's still Corey Crawford. My goodness.
0: Jeez, man. I was about
1: to it's... say Robin Leonard, but it's uh, no. I that,
0: Robin Leonard might have the sickest pads in NHL history that just came. Oh, wow. Did you see those new pads today with the knights I, on them?
1: I didn't. He, hold on.
0: he has check TSN. He just got these brand new pads with like pink, like knights on both pads. It's unreal. It's way better than Anderson's CN Tower pads, which are also sick.
1: I'm looking at some, but they're old.
0: No, it like came out today. You have to look on TSN or maybe Bardown.
1: Oh, those are sick! Oh they might God. be
0: the craziest pads I've ever oh, seen.
1: Oh, those are so nice. Those are gross.
0: So, who's the next team? Chicago. Chicago. Who do you got?
1: I got Alex DeBrincat. I think um, I think if he steps up, he might be able to uh, win a few games for him.
0: I'm gonna have to go with Patrick Kane. Yeah, I mean, Mr. You know. Clutch, uh, Mr. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals Goal. Game-winning goal in overtime. Yeah. The best American player I've ever seen. I think Matthews will be the best Matthews. player. Who's better?
1: Matthews. Not
0: now. Matthews Matthews gotta win. Matthews needs to get a couple cups first, a couple hearts. You know, you got to get something before I can put him over the thousand point is Patrick Kane, Kane.
1: Is Kane the best American of all time? Right now, yes. Mm. I have
0: him over Medano. Is Mozano him- even the second best? Can we talk about... How Mike Garruzzioni is charging $200 on Cameo to mess up people's names. What are on- you on about? Wait, what? So do you know what Cameo is where you can like... I do. This is random. So, okay. I was looking at NHL players.
1: He's messing up people's names? That's jokes.
0: So, so I was on Cameo just looking around because I never actually went on it before and I thought it was interesting. You have, I think Brad Marchand charges 299 I think Kadri charges like 200 or something. Yeah, Mike Arruzioni is charging two hundred dollars. Backstory: the, ca-
1: the captain of the nineteen eighty uh, Olympic team for Team USA.
0: Yeah. Anyways, Mike Arruzioni, I watched his cameo, and he, it's and he's charging two hundred dollars for it. It's it's not the best. Like I don't know, man. Like Mark Messier is quite expensive. I I, I think Brett Hull might be cheaper than Mike Arruzioni. Come on, Mike. Like if you were forty bucks, it might be a little fun. Like. EDP 445 is $44, and he gives you, like, a minute-long Cameo. So do so they,
1: they um, do they get all the money that they're charging? or does they, some they, of the There's
0: people- no way they do. Yeah, Cameo has to take, like, a 10% charge or something. Yeah.
1: How much, you know, well, Rizzo probably doesn't even
0: have that much money, though. Yeah, like, but he, he pay- shouldn't be. Who's did paying pay- $200 to get Mike Ruzioni, to do a Cameo? That's true. Like, at least Mark, I like Mark Messier's ones. He's quite expensive, but it's Mark Messier, if you're crying out loud. Yeah. Hi. Let's go on to the next team, oh, Vancouver. No. I think Besser. I know who. You, oh wow! I did Brock not Besser's think you were to say Brock step
1: up. The nine shine, shining armor is going to, you know, he's going to mess around, score a couple of goals, and who are they playing?
0: Minnesota. Minnesota.
1: Minnesota. You know what? Vancouver has a shot. Vancouver is a really good shot to make it through the wild, the wild card game, but uh, playing round whatever it's called.
0: I'm going to have to go with Petey Elias Patterson. Yeah, Elias Patterson. Dude. Every time I see that guy do anything, I'm like, this guy's just going to get better and better. Vancouver put out a little teaser of them practicing, rips a slap shot bar down and points at the camera and says, did you see that? He's, <laughs> that guy's a weapon. Is um, this the first time he's ever going to be in the playoffs? Yeah. I think so. Oh, my God.
1: I was watching. Um, it's going to be the first time for a few of those guys to be in the playoffs. When
0: he, the whole team, pretty much. Like, jeez. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I was watching um, suspensions in the last, like, three years, two years, and I saw the one, I th- was it Mike Matheson, where he just barreled Oh, guys
0: he, he guys. tossed him into the board. And I'm
1: like, that's that's brutal. Like, hitting a guy from behind is something, but then doing that is just
0: awful. And it's, it's Mike Matheson wasn't really a dirty guy. Yeah. He just that guy that might fight. be the fastest player I've ever seen as a defenseman, Mike Matheson. Mm. So many NHL players said he's the fastest guy to play against, like, I seen him. I seen him keep McDavid. He's he's very fast.
1: All right we got Minnesota. Who do you got? I have Eric Stahl. I think Eric, uh, Eric you Stahl know,
0: won a cup in two thousand six.
1: Yeah, I think this might have, this, this. I think he thinks this is the last shot at anything in this league. And I think uh, you know, you know, maybe maybe not the legs, but I think we get the hands of the two thousand and uh, was it. Four or six? Six,
0: right? Oh, six. Oh, six, yeah.
1: I think we get the 2006 hands Eric Stahl back.
0: For me, I have to go with their leading scorer, Kevin Fiala. Yeah. So I saw him as a Swiss supporter. I, I've always keep, uh, kept Swiss players on tabs. He played pretty well, given the amount of time he had in the Stanley Cup Finals when they played Pittsburgh. I think he scored a goal or something. He He's a good player. Minnesota, yeah. I think Minnesota, even though they gave up a good player in Grabner, it was Grabner they gave up, right? Michael Grabner? Yeah. I think Fiala is gonna pan out for them in the long run. So,
1: yeah. Uh next up we have Nashville. Yeah, um, Nashville. I have uh, Ryan Ellis.
0: Ooh, Defense. I think. Big team Canada guy.
1: Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think the uh, the Roman Yosi back there. Um, I think um the Nashville's, like bread and butter bread and butter is their defense so a guy like ryan ellis is just seems like the perfect guy to be able to take charge and help win a series or two
0: once again i'm gonna go with a goalie whether it's pecorino or uc sorrows there's been doubt of who is going to be the goalie in that qualifying round series i'm perfectly fine with their defenseman probably still in my opinion one of the three best um defensive teams in the league just in terms of pure defensive strength they have with the oc at home ellis who's the other guy i'm thinking of anyways yeah, their forwards are nice, too. Philip Forsberg running that end, Duchesne. You know, they got, they got guys that can score. You got to hope that, that the goaltending Turris, situation. Nashville Predators. Yeah, you, you know, everyone everyone's going to come out to play, I think. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I just realized.
1: Ottawa traded both Kyle Turris and Matt Duchesne in the same trade. And yeah. now both of them are on Nashville.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that on the yeah, Steve Dangle trade tree. Steve Dangle trade tree went it. over that a couple of days ago. That's ju- it's all right. It's the goal horn going on in the background. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> Nashville needs
0: um, tight goaltending to win a series, I think. Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Next up, we have Arizona. Uh, I have Clayton Clutch Keller. I think, um, you know, he, he had a, a solid start to his career. Then he slowed down a little bit. But um, I think uh, I, I think he's gonna step up in the playoffs. You know, you got guys like Phil Castle there. You guys got you got have like you got have Taylor Hall there. Um, but I think a guy like Clayton Keller is going to be key to the success of Arizona.
0: I have Taylor Hall. You know, a former Hart Trophy winner. I, yeah. I liked when when New Jersey went to the playoffs. I think they played Philly that year. It was the year he won the Hart, and it was his rookie season. I was watching that team. I'm like, this team's like they look pretty good. I think Taylor, Taylor? Hall's in a Taylor Hall's in a contract year. Um, he, he wants eight, eight, nine, maybe more. He, this guy's yeah. going to come out and he's going to – if Nashville's goalie situation isn't what it needs to be and Taylor Hall's hot, Arizona's winning that series. Phil Kessel, Clayton Keller, Taylor Hall, those guys get hot because the backhand's nice, Oliver ekman Larson, Jacob Chikrin, Like Arizona's going to the first round. That's it for uh, the West, right? Yeah. Next up, we have Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, what who was, do you got from you Toronto? Got... I have William Nylander. Yeah. A lot of people are still saying Willie has the worst contract in the league. You don't know... I'm sorry. If you're saying that, you don't know hockey. Please. Especially, we just got off the anniversary of the David Clarkson contract where he got $36 million for seven years. My you're telling goodness. me that William Nylander has the... William Nylander was on pace for what? Did he get 70 points or was he on pace for 70 points?
1: He had 69, I Okay, think. yeah.
0: Yeah, he was... what. Wo- Matthews was like three games away oh, from 50. Nylander know. was a couple. He was on pace for 70.
1: I think, no, it was either 69 or 59 because I know he was one point off of something.
0: He was on pace for 70 then. Anyways, he was very, there was games where I was watching the least where Nylander yeah. and Tavares were the only guys that were doing any sort of backchecking, checking, any sort of anything. And I love Austin Matthews, but there's been times where Matthews let, the, let his guy coast in and score a goal. I think Matthew's yeah. gonna step up. This guy, man, I've seen the training videos he's been putting out. He looks unreal. He's gonna walk players. Yeah. I think he's gonna be Toronto's best forward in terms of just pure explosiveness in the series.
1: So for my pick, um, I gotta do something a little. little Wait, can outside. I guess? Can I guess? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll go for it. It's either Tyson Berry or Jason Spezza. No. Okay.
1: I'm kind of cheating, but it's it's the position of the team. That in my opinion has lost them the two playoff series in the past two seasons. Sheldon Keefe has to outcoach uh, John Totorella if they're going to make it through the play-in round. Yeah, you know Bruce Cassidy outcoached Babcock twice in, in the first round in, in 2018 and 2019. Or
0: did Babcock just out get outcoached like from his own doing? Because I mean Patrick Marlowe playing when Austin yeah. Matthews on the bench. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. However, however you want to word it, just Mike Babcock was wasn't the better coach in the series. That's the easiest way to put it.
0: Hundred uh, uh, percent.
1: Sheldon Keefe has to be the better coach in the series if the Leafs are gonna make it through the play. And like player this, player that, but it's how you it's how you deploy those players. So you know, I. I, I hope I hope he can do it. I think he can do it, but time and will. And the fall. thing
0: the thing with Sheldon Keith is he doesn't have a leash on him where Backcock did. I thought Backcock should have been gone before the season even started, and then yeah. they kept losing games. And I was telling someone, um, Backcock's gonna be fired in the next week. They're like, No, we're gonna they're gonna give him till Christmas. I'm like, No, they're gonna fire him in a week. Three days later, yeah. Backcock gets canned. Yeah, I called it. I watched one game. I was like, He's gonna get fired. This Toronto team shouldn't be losing like this. Hmm. And um. He, Keith, Keith
1: won you, the you AHL, could say, too. You, could Ma- you could say Marc-Andre Fleury uh, ruined Babcock's career in Toronto. Because if you remember, <laughs> it was that game in Vegas, and the Leafs were about to tie it, and and uh, Fleury makes that ridiculous diving back glove save. And if the Leafs win that game, I don't think, well, Babcock would not have been fired that night. Obviously. Wait, why
0: does Vegas have Fleury and Robin Leonard? Jeez. Because Toronto's <laughs> giving us to them for free. No, 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 no. Really we got a 6 round pick. I got a, a, a seven? Six. Oh, wow. I get Connor hey, Brown two point. Connor Brown. Exactly. I was just <laughs> gonna say, you get Connor Brown. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Columbus. Who do I have? Who do I have? Who do I have?
1: Uh, Columbus. Uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Ooh. Bjorkstrand. Uh, this season he had a he had a he had a solid he had a solid outing. Thirty six points in forty nine games. It's not bad. You know, if you if you if you're talking about like underdog players, also a breakout year kind of this year. He had the same points he had last year, but in twenty games less. 28 less games so you know I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna have to go with Seth Jones he's gonna be busy him and Wierenski are gonna be busy they're gonna have to be keeping Matt I don't know if they're on the same line but you might have to split them up I don't know man you gotta keep you're gonna have you're gonna have two very fast Toronto lines maybe three just coming at you full speed They were able to do it against Tampa. Actually, you know what? Tortorella is not the kind of coach to change because of other teams. He's going to make the other teams change because of him. But Seth Jones is going to be keeping Matthews in his pocket. He's going to have to try and keep Matthews in his pocket the entire series.
1: Yeah. Moving on to Pittsburgh, uh, who I think is the most underrated player in the Eastern
0: Conference right
1: now. Jake uh, Gensel.
0: Oh, my yeah. God. This guy, you swear this guy's a Pens family the amount and he talks about Jake Gensel.
1: Dude, Jake Gensel's a sick hockey player. Don't even, don't even come at me
0: like that, bro. Well, of course he is. He's an NHL player. <laughs> no, but, like... No, he's, he's a good player. Okay, uh, we're going to call him out with no. sick. I think he's Here's, really good. So,
1: I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Connor McDavid is the player I would love to have on the Leafs, but that's unrealistic. Something that's kind of realistic, Jake Gensel on the Leafs would, make, would be insane. I
0: Absolutely. think Max Domi would be better on the Leafs than Jake Gensel.
1: I disagree thoroughly.
0: Why do you need Jake Gensel over Max Domi when you have all these scores in the lease already? Why not? I think I, Nylander, I, 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 I think Gensel is just a lesser version of Nylander.
1: No, I
0: don't think. Not as so. good as Nylander. I don't know about that. Are you kidding me? Have if Nylander was if was playing if Neylander was playing with Malkin and Crosby I'd, or Phil Kessel whoever he was playing with I'd take it. Nylander's playing with Tavares Matthews and Martin. Babcock had Babcock had this guy Babcock had this guy playing fourth line two years ago. It wasn't until Keith came in Jake and then Gensel, put him on the second line.
1: Jake Gensel twenty goals twenty three assists in thirty nine games this year. It's really 43 that's a point point. per game. Yeah, that, that's on pace for 40 goals in 82. Uh, that whole Pittsburgh
0: team just really well built.
1: And then the play, dude, what? Did he- how did this guy not win the Con Smythe in 18? Crosby won it, didn't he? Guess how many points
0: Gensel had in 12 games? It was a lot because Crosby was feeding him. Just take a wild the- shot of the dark. 12
1: 22, games?
0: 22. 21.
1: Yeah. Almost two points per game. Are you insane?
0: What was Crosby's staff? I think Crosby only won
1: a that year. did, but yeah, I don't think he deserved it. I think Kessel deserved it. Especially the second year. Wait, 2018? Yeah. Yeah, had 21 also in 12. Did they only, pull tw- did they only play 12? Wait, what? That's not possible. No. no, yeah, my bad. Uh, I, I, that's not the year they won the cup. I was like, what? Did they only play 12? They won 2016
0: <laughs> and they won 2017. Yeah. So,
1: I'm looking at this now. Crosby has never missed the playoffs in his career.
0: But he's missed like seven All Star games.
1: No, he missed his first. He missed his rookie year, I think, and that was it.
0: He's never Every missed time. a playoff series, or his team never missed the playoffs. His team never missed the playoffs. Solid. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um. Yeah. Speaking of Crosby, I think it's Crosby for me yeah, for the I it. Penguins. I got it's Sid, man. Still one of the two best players in the NHL. It's it's yeah. Crosby's not slowing down until Crosby wants to slow down. If Crosby's forty and wants to go win a cup, Crosby's gonna win a cup at forty. That's just how he
1: does, is. Does does Crosby hit wait, how many points does I, he have right
0: now? I think Crosby plays at least 40.
1: Does Crosby hit 1,500 points?
0: Oh, that's how much easy. Does he have, how much does he have now? 13?
1: 1263. Yeah. Does Crosby hit no. 2,000 points? No. You don't think so? He would need to You're put saying up a hundred. He he's, he's
0: 30.
1: He's 40. 30. 31.
0: 32. Yeah. 30. So he needs to put up so he would need 100 to put up hundred. Every single year, even when he's 30. No, no. I see it. No, I see it. So, you're telling me, when's the last time Crosby put up 100 points? Last year? Yeah. So, you're going to tell me that Crosby at 37 is going to be putting up over 100 points. Because he needs like 110 a year. Yes. 38-year-old Sidney Crosby is going to put up 110 points.
1: Does Connor McDavid hit 2,000 points? Possibly. Has anyone ever hit 2,000 points other than Gretzky? I think Yager did. I don't think so. I I think he was close. I don't
0: think he did, though. Can you check? I know Yager jumped Lemieux.
1: He did. Yager's uh, like like seventh, didn't he? Second. That's what I said.
0: The only yeah. reason why McDavid will have more points than Crosby is because Crosby missed a lot of games in his career. Yager had
1: 1,921 points.
0: So, yeah, if Yager played in the NHL instead of going to the KHL, he would have had 2,000, yeah. which is why Crosby's not hit 2,000, but there's a chance McDavid will hit 2,000. If he can stay healthy, because the problem with Sidney Crosby is we miss a lot of good Sidney Crosby hockey we did. earlier on in his career because of the concussions. I'm also
1: uh, I'm also a little worried about the whole McDavid and his broken leg situation because wasn't there the whole thing that he opted out of surgery just so we can not
0: have. A well, I think. No, I'm pretty sure he did do something and he came back when like quicker than he was like supposed to. Like his recovery time was just super quick, which is why he's up for the Masterton Memorial Trophy. I think that's, and the that's
1: that point. I think that's very dangerous though, because how many how many years are you chipping off your career? There's right? no
0: way McDavid didn't if he needed a surgery, McDavid would have had the surgery and he would have just I sat think, out. I
1: think the whole thing was that he didn't because he wanted to come
0: back. I don't I I'm not too sure on that.
1: Okay, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Um,
0: yeah, he opted against surgery.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It, was, it, was
0: a, it was a slight PCL tear.
1: Yeah. There's a documentary on it. I was watching it earlier. Yeah, so... He, no, he, he completely torn his PCL. Jeez. Oh, Bleacher
0: reports that slight...
1: Bleacher nah, reports a small nah. PCL
0: ligament in his left knee.
1: McDavid is forced to make a decision that would impact not just the rest of his career, but the rest of his life. And then he opted, uh,
0: he opted not to do surgery. No, See, so the no, thing is, it doesn't seem like – it looks like he's better. So, I think it just healed.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. But I'm, I'm thinking, like, what, what about the tail end of his career, you know? I, pro, think you
0: I, I think it would have been more immediate. I don't, those injuries suck. I remember Jonathan Huberto tore his ACL or MCL in, like, a preseason game.
1: Remember the year um, the Leafs tried to sign uh, Stammer? And then was it, uh, was the
0: year before was when he like, busted his kneecap.
1: No, it was that it was that year. First in the offseason he was diagnosed with blood clots, which sucked. Oh, yeah,
0: I remember that.
1: And then uh, he he got over that and in a preseason game he broke his leg. So That's another player, Steven Stamkos. We, we 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 missed a lot of time with Stamkos because of injuries.
0: Yeah, the thing with McDavid is he said if it was an ACL, he would have done the surgery. But since it was a PCL, not a lot of doctors have done that, and it's not been mastered. So he, was, he didn't want to risk having a doctor screw up his knee. Yeah. So I think he made a smart decision. Yeah. Who do you have from Montreal? I think that's a oh, given. Huh? I think I know who you're going to go with.
1: I have Max Domi.
0: Yeah, I was going to say either Domi or Price for you. Yeah.
1: No, Max Domi, you know, Solid uh, solid uh, all-around hockey player in my opinion. He's the type of guy you want on your team in the playoffs just to get under the opponent's skin. Absolute asshole, Max Domi.
0: Does Montreal? Do you think? I think you think Mark Bergeret is a lot happier now that if he loses, he has a chance to live for any year.
1: Probably. <laughs> Do you see his quote that this team
0: was built to win? Uh, no, That was sir. Claude. That was Claude Julien. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, no it was not. They were twenty fourth in the NHL.
1: That's not built to win, my friend.
0: You get Lafreniere, and then you're building to win.
1: Yeah,
0: there you go. Uh, it, it's it's all in Carey Price.
1: Yeah, no, I know it's.
0: I think Weber's yeah. gonna have to play a big role. I think Jeff Petrie is. You know, you know that's a solid team when healthy. Yeah, when healthy, that's a solid team. No, right, we got that could Islanders. beat Pittsburgh, but I have Pittsburgh winning now. Yeah, we got the Islanders
1: next. Um, I had Jordan Everly. Everly. Yeah, Jordan Everly. Um. Mr. Big moment. He is the best player on that team, in my opinion. You got Mar- you got you got Barzell there, but he's still gotta grow, I think. Yeah,
0: but I um, will put up sixty this year, I think.
1: Yeah, you got Everly too, eh?
0: It's either Everly, or I might go a little bit different. It, uh, it's it's a lot of people hype this Islanders team up, but I think Florida's gonna beat them. Ooh. I'm gonna yeah. I would have to go with Everly. You know when. Islanders played Florida four or five years ago. It was John Tavares who won them that series because Tavares scored a goal with 50 seconds left in game six. And then Tavares scored the double overtime winner. Yeah. I don't see Barzal doing that, but Jordan Everly is a guy that could. Yeah. Florida.
1: I am Mike Hoffman. Interesting. You got Huberto Barkov. They're going to do what they do best. They're going to put up points. You got, uh, and then you got the, your second tier scorers in Dadanov and Hoffman. Uh, I think Mike Hoffman is going to blow up this in the playoffs. I really Contract do. year. He's oh, played, yeah.
0: Amazing, yeah. played amazing in that series where Ottawa was one goal away from the Stanley Cup finals.
1: Ottawa was one goal away from the Stanley Cup finals three years ago. And Four now none of,
0: those, none of those players are on that team. Maybe two. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Maybe none. I don't even know. Craig Anderson. Okay, so Craig Anderson. I don't know, man. That, that might a be a lot it. of guys.
1: That might be. Borowicki? Dude, I
0: don't even know. Jeez.
1: Who do you got, for Florida?
0: Aaron Ekblad, um, his yeah, first well. playoff series, I think he was only – it was either his rookie year – I think it might have been his rookie year or the, or just his second year. That team was young. This Florida team is ready. They've been so close to the playoffs over the last few years, like one point one year, seven points another year. They're ready. Yeah. Barkov's going to tear it up. Huberto's going to tear it up. Aaron Ekblad has probably had his best year I've ever seen him play hockey. Yeah, It's Aaron, Ekblad, it's Aaron Ekblad's time to shine.
1: All right. We got uh, Carolina. I got um, Sebastian Ajo. The best player on the team, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think he's going to... Uh, that's another player where, like, he had a, a pretty decent playoff last year. But I think we're going to see a new step from Sebastian
0: Aho. True number one center. That guy's unreal. He's so young, too.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go with uh. Nino yeah. Niederreiter. Ooh. So... In Minnesota, when they were going to the playoffs, Niederreiter was a huge part of that. Not only that, I think he won them a series. I think he scored the game-winning goal one year in overtime. I don't remember who it was against. I remember seeing that clip on YouTube. Colorado, there we go. Was it Duchesne that turned over the puck? Someone turned over the puck. I don't know. I know Duchesne was on the ice, but yeah. No, Niederreiter. Niederreiter played big-time minutes last year in the playoffs for them. Once again, expect him or going to tear it up.
1: And uh, finally, we got the New York Rangers. Um. The king wants a cup.
0: Does the king play, or is it just No, they're they're
1: they're they're gonna. they I I if I'm a betting man, I say they play Henrik Longfist. I think this is his this is his last shot at a Stanley Cup. It truly is. I think we might get like the mid two thousand and ten Henrik Longfist in these playoffs. It's
0: his last chance, unless he gets traded to Edmonton, and then Edmonton's gonna win the cup.
1: Yeah. Um. I think uh, Longfist is going to stand on a stand on his head, be a brick wall, whatever, whatever saying you want. He is going to be the best player on the New York Rangers. I could be wrong. Yeah. He could get let up for four goals in the first game and then not see the ice out anymore.
0: <laughs> I don't think Longfist is gonna give up that many. But Panarin
1: Zabinajad.
0: I'm gonna go with Zibinijad. Um Panarin's already won his cup. I think Panarin's set. Like in terms of like we know how he plays in the playoffs. I expect Zabinajad to continue his season where he was tearing it up, what fifty seven games, forty something goals. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It was it was unreal. So yeah, that's gonna be a good series.
1: Oh for sure. That Carolina Rangers one's gonna be a fun one to watch. Um, all the teams. That is. Before we wrap this up, who I I wanna hear your next Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup and why.
0: My next Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. It's between Toronto and Edmonton, but I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers because the West is weak compared to the East. So, McDavid's going to have an easier time blowing through Western Conference competition than Toronto would be trying to get through Eastern Conference. That's why. And yeah. who would you have?
1: I think Edmonton, honestly, for the same reason. Um, I think Toronto is the better team right now. Yeah. Um, But in terms of, like, a full playoff, I think Edmonton has an, the easier, easiest path. Like, look at this. Like, Edmonton wins. Um, first of all, Edmonton has an easier opponent off the bat, regardless. They got Chicago.
0: Toronto's got Who is the 23rd ranked team in the NHL going into the playoff.
1: Yeah, and then they get the fourth seed, which is, the, which, is the, which is going to be the worst team out of the four teams that made it through. And then that's already almost the second round. And then Toronto would have to get the first seed. No, but, not
0: necessarily. It's reseeding. No, oh, so oh, that's if, right. That's you right. Have, that's right. Say, you ha- say you have New York and or Florida win, you're automatically playing the second or third seed.
1: That's right. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, it's still an easier road no matter who they play. Uh, last thing, do you want Toronto to play Boston? Because I do. Yeah, 100%. 100%. First I or
1: second. I just don't or... want
0: – yeah, first or second. Um, I'd rather it be the second round but I do want to play Boston. I, I want to, I want them to beat Boston. Play that dragon. Just get it out of the way.
1: Absolute worst case scenario for Leafs fans and the Leafs is you win the play-in round and lose the first round. Cuz then not you to Boston. No, regardless of who it is. Because then you lose out your whatever it is percent chance of Lafreniere, and yeah. you also don't get a first overall pick. First round pick, sorry. Yeah. That's sure. the worst case scenario for Toronto. Cuz you you yeah. still don't get any success in the playoffs. And uh, you lose your
0: well. Even if you lose, you're going to lose the first the first round pick anyways, unless you win the draft lottery.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So even if you lose the qualifying round, you need to win the Lafreniere sweepstakes.
1: Um, yo, imagine if they win it and Dubas didn't lottery protect that pick.
0: Like My what guess. San Jose, like what San Jose did, and now yeah, now now Ottawa's getting Stufla or Byfield. Or both San Jose can't score.
1: Well, they wouldn't get both. Never mind.
0: Yeah. So that's it for today's episode. Uh hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah. It's been your boy Alex.
1: Yeah. In the other See you
0: guys soon.
1: Matthews I'm like Austin I'm a first show Put full licks Bad bitch front row Youngest in the league Yes I'm ballin It's not Spalding I'm icy bitch First that world Made you act a fool I mean to die with my crew I'm on the street And I ain't stopping out These are the guys